Welcome back to The Rebound. I'm your host, Guy English, and I'm joined, as I am every week, with my good friend, James. How's it going, James? Uh, it's going well, you know, uh, pandemic times, but other than that, fine. Um, yeah, I'm glad that we finally got to episode 300 of the show. I know, yeah. I mean, we record every week, and sometimes they just edit us out, and I, I, I get quite upset, but... Um, Wait, I think what? we're here. We're now. There's nobody else. We have control. So they, uh, they what? They edit us out. Have you not actually listened to the show or on the site? No, I do the most. Ah. I just talk and I just throw it into the ether and pretend it didn't exist. Well, I, I've got bad news for you. Um, you only made it on a couple of episodes out of the three hundred. Are you fucking kidding me? What am I? I'm here every week. So am I. I mean, we have all those great conversations and, and they keep saying, well, it's going to be for this like prime thing that they're doing, that there's going to be this special stuff of us, but it just hasn't appeared and I'm starting to get suspicious. All right. So we're about ready to start the show. Oh, oh, are you guys? Oh, are, you, are we all doing accents today? You're still Did we? using, <laughs> um, can we have the room? <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is awkward. Can I just say that Pandemic Times sounds like the worst medieval-themed restaurant ever? <laughs> uh, well, it comes with, you know, all the plagues that you, you can want. Oh, it's just oh. got a big bowl of plague? Is that what you're... I mean, I think you just described a buffet, is what that is. Yeah. <laughs> or the United States. Uh, big bowl of plague. Uh, this is why I'm never on this show. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> it's always so positive here. <laughs> Uh, well, this is episode 300, which is very exciting, and it could only be celebrated by having on almost twice as many uh, people as are on a usual episode. And Wait, honestly, math? In, in, probably in like intelligence level, like more than twice as many. <laughs> I think I only count for half a person anyway, so I think we're... That seems right. We're there. Yeah. This is episode 300. Yeah. I, uh, Congratulations. They said it would never happen. They said it should never happen. <laughs> yeah, here we are. <laughs> Yeah, congrats, guys. That's actually really cool. Joking aside, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, like, you could have us on more often, but otherwise it's a great achievement. <laughs> I do think it's incredibly thoughtful of, of James and Guy, because I'm told that they have gifts that they would like to present us with. <laughs> so, so, gentlemen, go ahead. I do. I bring you the gift of knowledge. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's garbage. Throw that out. Yeah, I have already returned it. I just got fingers for you, man. Just guess which ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was accurate, though. Uh, there's one on both hands, um, <laughs> and they're thumbs up. Oh, nice. Yes, that's it. They're thumbs up. That was what I expected. Yeah. I thought it would be helpful if we could keep Guy and James with us while we answer some of our uh, our listener questions, if that's okay with you, Dan and John. Yeah, sure. absolutely. Because as, as, as regular listeners and new listeners know, with Rebound Prime... <laughs> Uh, you get to submit questions. Uh, you can learn more at prime.reboundcast.com. But so we have, uh, I think, four questions for this episode. Mike Martin writes, longtime listener, I've always wanted to know, why does this podcast exist? <laughs> <laughs> I've wanted to know that for years. It, it gets nicer. Uh, what's the backstory? How did it start? Uh, no one knows why it exists, but I think Dan is probably best suited to providing the backstory. How is it allowed to exist is the subtext I read there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's actually... 
Uh, if we go back, uh, what, almost six years, the backstory of this podcast is I got fired. Uh, <laughs> well, you got you got let go. I got right? let go. I got laid yeah. off from my... Fired means you were you were released with cause, right? <laughs> but uh, I think this was... More. I mean, there was cause. <laughs> the cause. The cause was they weren't making enough money. Yeah, the cause was <laughs> I would have been fired at the same time had I not quit prior. That's, that's so, true. I, that is probably true. I, I feel true. bad that I didn't work for Macworld. I mean, I, sh- I sh- could have joined this group yeah just in time to get fired probably <laughs> sure yeah and I, I told you guys right that i wrote a piece for macworld and then didn't get paid because you all got fired <laughs> <laughs> wow uh i feel really yeah. bad about that but also <laughs> you're bringing that yeah. up now no i don't who cares it was whatever a couple of hundred bucks and it was forever ago now and like but the week i was supposed to invoice you you'd like everything evaporated i'm like you know what uh i'm not gonna bug them I'm just going to let that one go. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I could have gotten you paid anyways. So Dan owes Guy $200. No, That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I think I, if I looked back in the history of our text chat, I could probably locate somewhere the text I sent Lex and John that was like, well, should we start a podcast? <laughs> I will even say, and I could be wrong about this. Yeah, probably. And may, may well be wrong. Feel free sure. to bring me. I think that Dan wrote me. And I was like, you know what? I don't think I'm enough. <laughs> I think we need molds. <laughs> he, re- he regrets to inform him that he needs that you need molds. So it's like I, you know, it's like a baseball trade where it's like I traded for Lex, but he came with molds. Is that what happened? <laughs> <laughs> but the, the show was called The Rebound because this was Dan's rebound project. It was exactly. indeed. Yeah. And yeah. I thought it seemed catchy and there wasn't it was not taken as a podcast name at that point. I don't know if some other podcast has come along now. There's probably 18 There's more. There's probably now. a lot. They're all copycats. Yeah. That's what you need to know. Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> we did first we did the best <laughs> they looked at this one and they said ah oh, we could probably reuse we the could name. do better than that <laughs> yeah me- meanwhile the ringer is doing like millions per episode on their basketball <laughs> podcast called the Rebound. son of a bitch <laughs> i also believe that the the way that that guy and james got roped into this is also because of me but in that case because of me being a you know, I don't know what the right word is. I was going to say it's absentee. You're an absentee, an absentee father. right? Like that. Yeah. And it's it's James is it, the angriest thing for James about COVID nineteen is that I I have no business trips now, so I can make every episode. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean it, it's anger mixed with sadness. <laughs> That's the best mix. It's a heady mix. A big bowl of pandemic. Yeah, I mean, we have had other. You know, we don't have a good log um but we have had other guests on the show because we've had uh jason snell has been on maybe twice i want to say mainly when i used to travel out for apple events and i would be staying in his house and i would invite him to be on the show right we had albert on once right john yep Yep, that was that was amusing. That was that was yeah. I think I think there was <laughs> recording. Situ- there was some audio you want to talk problems. About a bad recording situation. <laughs> I know you guys have had John Armstrong on when I have been missing once or yep. twice, but we don't have a good log. Like if you go back and look at right. the episode, because the notes don't specifically call out who's on the episode, it's a mystery. So someone will have to listen through all of them and write them down. We can just say we we can just say we had Phil Schiller. Yeah, sure. Um, mm. Craig was great. A yep. couple times. Yep. Right. We didn't release because um, nobody's though. keeping track. Yeah. So. Oh. Craig swears like a sailor. <laughs> he got it from Guy. And then I think, uh, the yeah, the, the story within a story is that Guy was our most uh, frequent fill-in host because, of course, John and I host another show with Guy. And then Guy got uh, subsumed by a large technology company and could no longer be on the show for a while. <laughs> and so we went looking for a replacement for him, which is a replacement for Lex. 
And we landed upon James Thompson, of course, because so we basically need that. what I'm hearing. I'm hearing I was the last choice. Do you know what? It's they were climbing the ladder. They were climbing the ladder. They weren't. Yeah. They weren't going downhill. Is they the were ladder falling up. over as they're yeah. climbing it? Yeah. Well, with each subsequent. How do you climb a ladder? <laughs> I know that James and I have expressed regret that it's very hard for us to be on this podcast together. We've been on, we've been on other podcasts together, but very Even rarely always do I join have. guest hosts. <laughs> Um, all right, so more questions, though. This one comes from a friend of the show, TJ. It's a long one. I could summarize, but eh. I'm looking to get a pair of speakers for my home office. I wanted to work with my iPhone, Mac, and Apple TV, so ideally AirPlay 2, I guess. Obvious answer is get a pair of HomePods, which is $400, assuming I can wait for one of the $200 each sales, which I can. The problem is I'm not certain I want to invest that heavily in a device that, dare I say, does not seem to be advancing. Given the absolute lack of ports or Bluetooth on HomePods, they're pretty much a dead end if AirPlay 2 goes the way of the iPod Hi-Fi. But then the question becomes, what else should I consider? Sonos? I haven't paid too much attention to them lately. I know Lex has talked about them in the past. Would he recommend them in mid-2020 or recommend avoiding them? Several of the articles I've read basically say, well, the Sonos at $200 is much cheaper than the HomePod at $300, so it's a better deal you might want to consider. But what if they're both effectively $200? Help me, Obi-Wan Rebound. You're my only hosts. That sounded much funnier in my head. Oh, well, it's not like I can go back and delete it now since I've already clicked submit. <laughs> wow. This guy. I feel, yeah. I feel like he asked and then sort of almost answered his own question, but I don't, I don't know. I lost interest about halfway through. Yeah. Uh, no, I think <laughs> that's the rebound nice. time promise. Yeah. No, no, no. TJ, here's Sign what you're going to do. Here's what you're going to do, TJ. You I've got, I've got the answer. It's such a great ad, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I've got the answer for you. What you want are a pair of the Sono speakers made by Ikea. I was going to say bookshelf speakers because so they're I. only a hundred bucks. And you can so you can easily buy two for two hundred bucks. They work with AirPlay two, and they work with Sonos. So basically, you're covered one way or another. And I think that's the right answer. Thank you. I'll take my check offline. <laughs> What's the difference between those and the ones and the one seventy nine ones? Uh, the one seventy nine one is also a lamp. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, well, so Sonos sells the one that doesn't have Alexa for one seventy nine. Oh yeah, yeah. You don't. It's it's cheaper. That's the answer. It's probably it's just cheaper. The sound it, may not. Does be it also quite not have good. Alexa? The one, the, no, the IKEA one. It does not. Okay. Yeah, right. that's cool. my recommendation. All right. I was going to say there were rumors today of HomePod twos and HomePod minis yeah, coming. Right. Whatever a HomePod mini is. <laughs> It's a HomePod that lives inside the HomePod. It's smaller, but it's also more expensive. <laughs> I think it's smaller and has even less uh, uh, connectivity, I would say. <laughs> and the battery life is terrible. I still side with TJ in that despite Apple potentially releasing new HomePods, I'm not convinced they're all in on HomePods. And I'm convinced that Sonos is all in on Sonos. Uh, I think Sonos has steadily gotten better over time. I have zero dropouts ever. I appreciate that it works with both AirPlay and Sonos Magic. I have so many Sonai. I think that's the plural. But yeah, mm, I, sure. I'm still a fan. I'm still a fan. Yeah, I, and I was thinking about this recently because I we um, we put in a pool in the backyard, an above ground pool, what? just you know for fun in the summer. And um, we were thinking about we needed a speaker back there, and I was trying to think of what to get. And I was considering the the HomePod as well, but I I just don't, I don't want the the talkie integration at all really um and i'm reasonably i have the original he hates movies past 1920 (laughs) let me tell you movies were ruined when talkies came around that's my opinion i would just rather have this the speaker system and it doesn't seem like there are very many great uh airplay 2 speakers and many of them are just as expensive if not more so 
than Sonos speakers and Sonos makes really good speakers. Yeah. So I would, I was thinking that I will, I will probably buy another Sonos. Where I give Sonos the edge is that they make a device whose name I can never remember. It might be the Sonos amp or the Sonos connect or something. One of those is discontinued. One of them exists, but it basically means that if you buy any standalone speakers that have no smarts in them whatsoever, you can use the Sonos connect to, to plug into them. And that means your, your Sonos setup becomes infinitely extensible by virtue of those devices. I have that, several th- of them. That those. thing is stupid expensive though, isn't it? I thought that the connector was like several hundred dollars. It's it's not free, but it, <laughs> I mean... I, <laughs> is that the axis we're judging this on? Lex doesn't worry about mere money. It's Listen, I mean, uh, I'm a freedman for God's sake. What do you... Yeah, uh, we are. We're, you're talking about a man who's, whose bathroom is tiled with iPads. <laughs> Lex just finished putting a pool inside his pool. <laughs> <laughs> You've heard of an above ground pool, but have you heard of an above pool pool? Um, well, I think TJ's asked and answered. We have one more long question. Uh, wait, and uh, one... just oh, a quick please, technical ahead, thing. Guys. Don't worry about AirPlay 2 going away. It'll be around for a long time. Just uh, it's it's not just targeting the home home pods. It has to do with sharing your video all over the place uh, to different devices. Uh, that's a protocol that will be around for years to come. There you go, TJ. There you go. Uh, Chris Menz. This is another long one. Look, I'm failing at tech questions. Rambling in a box like this is not usually my thing. I like the show, though, and this is my attempt at support. Well, besides the money. (laughs) The money's nice, Chris. Thank you. There's questions for all of us. (laughs) Lex, what apps are you using for fitness malarkey? I'm on week three of C to 5K using the Zen Labs app, but interested in suggestions, especially apps for things that aren't just running. I, too, am using the Zen Labs app. I'm now using their Couch to 10K app, although my kids tell me I should be using a 5K to 10K app because I'm no longer from the Couch. I'm from the 5K, but I'm using the Zen Labs app. The Zen Labs app is is really, I think, decent. It's just really obnoxious with its in-app ads for upgrades. Anyway, you can join Rebound Prime. Uh, Anyway, so he also wanted to know, he says, you've been talking about uh, push-ups. So I've been using an app called Just Six Weeks, which lets you track push-ups, sit-ups, bench dips, squats, planks, pull-ups, dips. Some of those you made up. I did recently abandon using the app. Uh, the app knew that my goal was to do the 100 push-up challenge and to get to 100 push-ups. And it was trending me towards more and more push-ups where when I got to the final week, it was going to have me doing like 220. And I was like, that's not my goal. And I can't. Like, I just can't. I topped out at 116 push-ups. So I have now stopped using the app and I just do the reps that I want to do. But I use those two apps. And the, the Couch to Tank app, like I, I literally this morning ran six miles, which I've never done before this year. And I would not have done it without... Couch to 5K-ness. So there I'm going to put in some clapping uh, sound effect here. Thank you. <laughs> uh, John, at some point in the early 2000s, I sent you an email about something on cars. That's the crazy Apple rumor site. You graciously replied. I replied to that. And that was the end of that. You not replying, replying was fair enough. I can't remember the email, but I was a 20-ish year old failing to be funny. This isn't really a question, just an apology a few decades later. Expect an apology for a lack of a question mark around 2038 if, well, civilization <laughs> hasn't collapsed. <laughs> Wow. I accept your apology and look forward to your upcoming apology. Dan, I like classic sci-fi and my favorite book series of the last few years is The Three-Body Problem. Besides your own work, what modern sci-fi novel should I read next? Bonus question for Lex and John. What do you think of Dan's novels? Because nothing makes for good rebound content like giving you the chance to antagonize each other. Thanks for the podcast and keep up the good work. P.S. Have you seen Taskmaster? Let's get that in the show notes. (laughs) Uh, so I will say my favorite, uh, sci-fi novels of recent years include, um, I've mentioned the Vorkosigan saga, a bunch on the incomparable. I love it. It's great by Lois McMaster Bujold. Start with, um, uh, Shards of Honor or the Cordelia's Honor Omnibus. 
Uh, I also am a big fan of The Expanse, which you've probably heard of. Uh, the TV show is good, but the books are great. There's eight of them out right now. Uh, and you can start with Leviathan Wakes and basically work your all way, way past where the show is. Beyond that, I'm sure I'm forgetting things. Like, there, I read a lot of stuff, but I do have a Goodreads account where, like, I log all the books I read. So if you want to see what I liked and what I read and can't remember now, even though I maybe liked it, uh, that's a good place to check. Three, three body problem is what James and I are going to have after we uh, take over the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who do you guys get as your third? That's the real question. Well, I don't know. After we bury your bodies, we'll figure it out. <laughs> One step at a time. <laughs> it's turned dark. Yeah. There's yeah. no point in planning right. your... Just, you, know, you don't want to plan your crimes too far in advance. Though. That's true. <laughs> I really look forward to finding out which of you is going to edit this podcast. Good luck. <laughs> Uh, we'll get an AI to do it. I'm sure that, that works. Wait, is that case. an option? Could I be doing that? <laughs> Heck of a time to find it's out. It's going to end up incredibly rich. Yeah, it, it turns out that AI is just somebody who's being paid 50 cents to do it in some sweatshop, but right, we'll call yeah. it an AI. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Lex and John, I, I like Dan's books. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, you're on the spot. <laughs> I've read them all in, in Kindle form as opposed to book book form. I think I own one in book form, but I have read them all and own them all in Kindle form. So here's the thing, M- much like much like with Rebound Prime, um, I I have which we you know what we suggest you do with Rebound Prime is just is to pay and then not listen to the episodes. So um, I have bought all of Dan's books except I have not yet read them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, John, you got some homework to do. I, I have bought I Dan's it's books the- <laughs> more than once. I've bought the I've got the physical ones and I've got the audio books and I have listened to them. Okay, I was going to say, them. but have you read them yet? No, well, I listened to the most recent book while in bed with a fever of like 100 and 304. So I don't remember much. That's the recommended way to consume them. <laughs> but all I can remember is a sort of general feeling that they were good. And also I was about to die. <laughs> also, that was going to be the blurb that we put on the book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and finally, John Downing writes... Has a podcast network such as the Incomparable or Relay FM offered informally to add this podcast to their brand? Why have you chosen to stay independent for 300 episodes? It's for the music, man. <laughs> Keeping it real. No comment? I mean, well, I, I think they said we don't have enough middle aged white guys. Yeah. And we'd really love to add you to our network. That's pretty much what it is. And for this episode, we decided to add two more middle aged white guys. So, really, we exactly. the trifecta there. Mm-hmm. I will say they we're say not on the be incomparable done. because the incomparable doesn't do tech content. And that has been, I think, a sort of a uh, informal policy established therein because so many of the people there are tech people. It's just, you know, that's just not what they do. Uh, yeah, as far as Relay, I don't think they need a podcast with 325 middle-aged white men talking about technology. I think that's covered. It is a special treat for me to remind or inform our listeners that episode 300 of The Rebound is brought to us and you by our dear friends at Indochino. Having clothes that fit just right can be a huge confidence booster, and finding clothes that fit can be tricky. It's so frustrating when you're between sizes in an item of clothing, which is why I love it when I find something that fits just right. Indochino was created on the belief that custom clothing shouldn't cost a fortune, and it's so convenient having clothes that fit perfectly, especially when it's more affordable than you might expect. Both Dan Morin and I have purchased Indochino suits. We both wore them at the same wedding, specifically Dan's. And uh, I, don't, I think of myself as tall. Dan is even taller. Uh, it's not really possible for us to buy off the rack, Dan, you know? 
I yeah, I certainly don't. I mean, it's it's those pants; they never go all the way down to your ankles. Yeah, it's real bad. Sometimes they don't even come all the way up to my waist. With Indochino, you can get made-to-measure clothing at fair prices, including suits, blazers, shirts, and coats. And you get to customize everything from the fabric and lining to the lapel shape and monogram. The choice is all yours. Your clothing is then made to your exact measurements, so it fits you perfectly. And Indochino suits start at just $299 with all customizations included. Even that one. Indochino has showrooms across North America, so even Guy can go. Or you can book a virtual appointment and shop online at Indochino.com. And right now, you can get an extra $30 off any purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com when entering Rebound at checkout. That's Indochino.com, promo code REBOUND, our thanks to Indochino for their support of the 300th episode of The Rebound. That's really cool. So I don't want to vamp on the ad too long, but I could just go to one of these showrooms and they'll measure me up and uh, order out a suit for me. Is that it? That's exactly right. You can do it entirely online or you can do it in one of their showrooms. It's pretty great. And Okay. So if you do it online, I guess you just measure it yourself and they give you a little guide. of to Exactly. To There's it. videos step by step on how to do it on your own. Yeah, that's very cool. I did it that way. Dan did it in person. I did do it in person. And I had pretty good results with that, actually. Um, but I, I did get some alterations, but fortunately, they do all that for you, too. Yeah. No, you look great. You both look great at Thank the wedding. You. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. If I'd been invited to a wedding, <laughs> <I'd> go... <laughs> I knew that was going to come up. Here we go. Oh, man. Well, that's all we have time for today. <laughs> it's a... It's always episode 300 when it all comes out, right? (laughs) Where none of us are going to be speaking to each other by the end of the episode, which is going to be a real problem for future podcasts. I had a ca- actually a couple things I wanted to bring up on this episode. Not got like hear some grievances. <laughs> I'm no. leaving the podcast. I have some technology uh, stuff. There was some news I know we alluded to earlier, but I want to mention something which yeah. I think is really interesting, and uh, I- I'm curious to know uh, if you- there are analogous experiences. So I have an Apple Watch. Use my Apple Watch a lot. I use it when I go for a walk. I track my outdoor, you know, exercise time, and uh, it's from what I can tell, pretty reliable. However, uh, my wife also has an Apple Watch. And we will go on walks together or hikes together. And what we have noticed is a startling disparity in terms of the amount of exercise time that gets logged for her as opposed to the amount that gets logged for me. Uh, To the point where, like, it's sometimes less than half as much for her as it is for me. And certainly she is, you know, shorter. She has not as much of a pace as I do or, like, the the length of a stride. So uh, that might make some difference, but it should calculate and compensate for that, it seems like. Let's start with the first part question, which is, of those of you with partners who also have Apple Watches... I'm out. <laughs> I mean, Karen has one, right? We'll John? talk to you later. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, and so we have the reverse problem. Or, oh, well, really? not... Pro- I mean, I don't know. Is it a problem? Whatever it is. We have the reverse experience in, in that she constantly lugs way more movement than I do. It's um, possible you don't and move. She, she definitely moves more than... I mean, she's a high-energy person, and she moves a lot more than I do in general, so she, her numbers should be higher, but there are days when she'll be sitting at her desk, you know, like, working most of the day, and I'll be up doing a bunch of stuff, and she'll still somehow manage to get more movement logged than me. Specifically, this is for exercise time, especially, like, because the move goals, I don't know, those things are kind of, like, I, you know, black box, but the exercise stuff, which is also a black box, like, when you start, like, a workout or something, it seems like it doesn't, the way it logs stuff is kind of weird, because it has to, like, your heart rate has to get up over a usual, like, over a threshold, right. I think. Well, that's what I was assuming it was, right? Like, if, if you guys are getting disparate exercise times, it's because she's got a different resting heart rate yeah. and elevated mm-hmm. heart rate to show exercise right. for absolutely you. possible can i add the wrinkle now because this was my suggestion 
which I'm intrigued in to see how it worked. Did you swap watches? No. In- she, she, install a pacemaker. So she, you're, under your health section of your Apple Watch, it lets you, for example, you first you can calibrate it and you can enter health data about yourself, like your height and your weight to like, to like gauge that kind of stuff. On a whim, I had her say, I said, why don't you change your, your sex to male from female and see if it logs it differently? <laughs> it did by a lot. <laughs> like it tripled her like output. Essentially. She went from 14 minutes to 40 minutes for roughly the same walk, which seems weird. <laughs> Wait, did it retcon a previous walk or you're saying, you no, did no, the no. Same she went for again. another walk. Yeah, she the next day. So like she went for a walk. She's like, I walked for 40 minutes and it registered 14 minutes of exercise. I don't like this test. I'd so, like you to re- reset her gender on the watch. <laughs> Whatever you do in your personal time is up to you. But <laughs> I think that she should go on the walk wearing both watches. Okay. What I what I think mm. is that there's a lot of men on the Apple Watch team <laughs> and they want it to look like they're doing more exercise. And so whatever bogus data that they fed into the models <laughs> is just coming through in this test. And you've exposed the sexism at the heart of the group. You know, I'm gonna say I, I wondered about I wondered if there was an element Have you seen of Kevin that. Lynch. Well, I mean here was my theory, and maybe it's a little less charitable, which was, I don't know about the breakdown of the Apple Watch team, but if the people were testing it, maybe if you had a pool where the women were of, you know, in much better shape, and it was a much broader pool of men who were in varying degrees of shape, but the women on average were in better shape, maybe that affected some of the machine learning mm-hmm. aspects. I don't know. But what I do know is that when I went looking for other solutions about this, I found a post um, from my friend Allison Sheridan, who's been a guest on Clockwise a bunch, uh, and she had a similar problem, and a friend of hers had a similar problem, and they went sort of back and forth on like resetting your calibration and all of that. And what she noted, again, anecdotally, was that all the people in the comments who chimed in to say they had problems were also women. So, again, I don't have hard data on this. I have anecdotal data, but it is a lot of anecdotal data, and it seems weird. So, I don't know. But I'm interested to hear from our uh, listeners and see if anybody has similar experiences. I mean, it also just goes like, uh, take this stuff as a guide and not gospel. Uh, obviously, if there's that much variation, yeah. you know, don't don't take it as god's own truth sort of thing uh and the fact that the fact that i'm having i mean and i know it's not exercise specifically it's mostly steps i think where we notice the difference here but um you know i'm having the opposite experience so that's what leads me to think that it's just it's not it's not necessarily some in like bedded sexism in the in the algorithm it's mostly just the fact that it's not perfect (laughs) it's it's measuring your steps from your wrist (laughs) yeah but i mean training data is notoriously difficult to sort of get right yeah that plus it's like a variance off your heart rate based on the expected heart rates of whatever model they've got and that's probably why gender affects it there's there's a lot in that soup i would guess generally try to try to compare your results to the previous days you know that way you're not necessarily calibrating so much as seeing a pattern right i think that's all fair and i i know that um i i believe that like as the fitbit does that it, it's for steps it's looking at you know certain vibrations or impacts that are ricocheting through your body and measurable on your wrist i know that my apple watch thinks i'm standing pretty much all the time like i i hit my stand goal every day while seated <laughs> like yeah it's because you're like 12 feet tall it's because you're tall yeah right it's high off the ground my apple watch fitness complaint is that every other day i run and then my apple watch tells me boy your rings are way ahead from usual great job and then every other day i don't run 
And my watch is like, boy, you're way behind where your rings typically are for this time of day. And I'm like, it, both things can't be true. I can't be way ahead of where I always am and way behind where I always am. Well, it's just comparing it to the average. Right. right? Well, but that's, yeah, that's the thing is weird because like for me, it's the same thing where in the morning it's like usually your rings are farther ahead by now. And I'm like, really? Like it's 10 o'clock in the morning. I'm never left the house by 10 o'clock in the morning usually, especially not anymore. Dan is a freelancer, everybody. Yeah. Or 10 o'clock at night. Probably not. Yeah, I, I, uh, I raced to put my Apple Watch on at like 11.45 in the morning so I can try to get that, that stand hour <laughs> oh, in the last 10 the minutes. <laughs> I, I These days, I only put my Apple Watch on when I leave the house because I want right. the, the sort of the exercise to be noted in, in the, the records. But I'm not leaving the house as much now. So my Apple Watch has kind of got all the rings are just blank for several days in a row. <laughs> Plus, I've got my ankle. My ankle is in an ankle brace right now, so I'm not moving very much at all. Mm. Yeah, so I think my Apple Watch is probably just getting depressed quietly in the corner, <laughs> like wondering why oh, it's... It's turning into a Tamagotchi. It's like very Yeah, it's like yeah, I'm not right. feeding yeah. it enough. <laughs> yeah, it's going to get angry, and then pretty soon you wake up in the middle of the night and it will be hanging over it's, you. It'll be standing over your hand. Yeah. I'm just curious if any other listeners, when James said, all the rings are blank, heard that to the tune of All the Leaves Are Brown and the Sky Is Gray from the song California Dreaming. Because <laughs> that's how I heard it when he said, all the rings are blank. I think you're on so your own. So if you're out there like me. Just mm, no one out there is like you, Lex. I think I can tell yeah. you that with some certainty. It's fair. Is it time for picks? <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. I've actually got two, and they're connected. I've got a game pick, which... I started playing. It's been out for a while, but it was recommended to me uh, by our friend Tony Sindelar, and it uh, was he's no friend of mine. He's he's he's, he's a, he, I think he would say it differently. <laughs> so I picked it up for my Xbox, but it's also on Switch and Steam, I believe, and that's the Re- Return of the Oberdin, which is a puzzle game that is styled like a classic Mac game, and it is a game where you are an insurance adjuster in like the 1800s, and a ship has turned up. Uh, and there's basically just some corpses aboard and you have to go around and investigate and figure out how they all died and log it in. And it's, um, it involves some, a lot of puzzles that you, you can kind of like revisit their deaths and figure out what happened. 1800s insurance fraud. Yes. Well, it's less fraud than it is just, we need to know why this ship showed up with a bunch of dead people on it and what I the just, hell happened. I just dig it. When did insurance start? It was Lloyds of London and when? 17 something? Seven, at least the seven, yeah, 1700s. At least that old. Yeah. Cool. Wow. Anyway, that's a cool game. For a game. It's hard though. It, the, I'm looking at the artwork and it really does look like a, a classic Mac game. Yeah, it's hard. I will not lie. Like, it starts out and you're like, oh, this is pretty straightforward. Like these people, attack, oh, wait a second. And then there's like 60 more people you have to figure out. So... I'm enjoying it, but it's it's challenging. I think it's not for me, but I'm glad that you're picking it. What's your what's your related pick? The linked pick a is book be- about insurance. Because I yes, <laughs> I hope you all like insurance. I was playing this on my Xbox, and my wife was at home today, and she was working in the living room with the Xbox was. But I had a little time. It's like oh, I'd love to pick up that game a bit, but I don't want to go in and bother her while she's you know doing real work. So I found um, I spent a while trying to set up the beta stuff on the Xbox for game streaming, but I don't have access to that because it's not currently on iOS. However, I did find an app called OneCast, which basically lets you just stream Xbox games to your Mac or iOS device and play them with a paired Bluetooth Xbox controller. It's not perfect. So, you know, there's definitely a little bit of um, lag or like sometimes you lose some video quality depending on what else is going on in your network. 
but it worked pretty well enough that it was very playable. I wouldn't want to use it for something that was like super Twitch based, but for a puzzle game, it was perfectly fine. So yeah, I've, I've only used the demo version of it so far. I didn't buy a license yet, but I was impressed with how well it worked. Can you walk me through how that works? You install it on your Xbox and it'll broadcast a game? Is There's actually built-in game streaming in the latest versions of the Xbox One because Microsoft is launching its own version of that later right. this year. And so okay. because the Xbox already supports it, they just, I assume, reverse-engineered the game streaming protocol and just figured out how to make an app that does it. So you just need to install it on your Mac, turn on the console streaming option on your Xbox, and that's it. Pretty cool. So my pick, I think, I can't recall, did, did I use Atypical as a pick last week? I don't think so. I don't so. think so. Atypical on Netflix, I think, is yeah. fantastic. Or we, hmm, it came up someplace, though. So, yeah, okay. Maybe. I'll put it down anyway. I, I, I needed another show, too, because now I'm caught up and I have to watch the remaining episodes uh, with various family members uh, for Atypical. I think you mentioned it in the Slack, as now. As, ah, as that sounds right. That yeah. sounds right. Yeah. But so I've also started watching episodes which is a show that oh, stars matt LeBlanc. that show's great only ever watched like the first two or three episodes years ago when it first came out and then never watched it again for reasons that there was no reason like for just truly no reason but yeah it's uh it stars matt leblanc as matt leblanc he's uh on the show within a show he is uh cast in a uh, u.s remake of a british series poorly cast in fact and it is um it's a show that's co-produced i think between the bbc and showtime maybe but yep. it's very funny and Matt LeBlanc, I would say, is excellent in it, like shockingly hilarious. He's and it's really good, very, very good in that show compared to like, I know he's on some terrible sitcom now and it's just night and day. Like it feels very self-aware, the episodes. Yes. I mean, it's essentially a Hollywood satire. So if you enjoy seeing stuff making fun of, of Britishisms, yes, the ridiculous nature of Hollywood, it's it's really funny and it continues funny. I've seen the whole thing. It continues pretty funny throughout the entire thing. So there you go. That's mine. Pretty funny. Pretty funny. It's on the it's on the tip. Multi. No, no. <laughs> okay, so uh, my my mine is less of a pick and more of a question. More I of a have had a whole bunch of people recommend Norsemen to me, and I was wondering if anybody in the group has watched <laughs> Norsemen and can. Also oh, oh, it's a show, it. not just like. Yes, I, I thought it was just people yeah, just from Norsemen Norway in general. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, yeah, I mean you know I can see it. They're they're uh, handsome people, but handsome people. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's uh it's sort of um my brother described it to me as game of thrones meets monty python oh i have heard of this that was yeah. really what unlocked it for me because i was like this is like a viking show oh no now i remember seeing a trailer for yeah. this. Haven't and watched it, anyway i uh I, yeah it keeps popping up on my netflix recommendations and then i've had a, had a whole bunch of people also say you should watch norseman it's funny so i will give it a try but i haven't seen it yet all right so this is, this is a potential pick i have That's not right. seen it no, same. I, I have a hard time with like Viking stuff in general. Just a mental <laughs> block for me. That's weird, but okay. <laughs> I've we'll got Viking it. blood yeah. in me here. You name a piece of Viking entertainment, I haven't seen it. <laughs> um, I've got a pick. Oh, uh, if, if, if the fourth and fifth are allowed to have picks, yes, um, yes, but there's a debate over who's the fourth. <laughs> <laughs> well, I went fourth, so I'm just giving Guy time to think of something. Yeah, I'm, I'm full of a fifth. That's about it. Um, so I got, uh, in my continuing quest, you might say to go outside or not go outside. Um, I got an Oculus quest, uh, which is the standalone little VR helmet thing that they've done. And the two games that I played on it over the last few days, uh, Vader Immortal, which is made by ILM, Mm. which is a kind of 
interactive light puzzles and some lightsaber combat, and you're sort of working on the behest of Darth Vader to uncover. By the way, if you guys don't know, stuff. Vader is a character in the uh, Star Wars franchise. Uh, yes, I was going to sort oh, of you, uh, throw this over to right. the Star Wars expert. <laughs> thank you. Um, <laughs> he's, he's the one. On he, he's the one that puts the worms in their ears, right? Yeah, that's yes. right. Yes. That's right. Yes. Right. Yeah. And uh, that's quite good fun. It's in three parts, and each part is about, I don't know, like eight bucks or something. The other thing is there's a VR version of The Room, which was uh, a series of puzzle games. Oh, wow. On, Very yeah. good puzzle games. On, on iOS and other platforms like that were touch-based. But this is more like you're actually in the in the areas and moving between the puzzles, and the, it's it's a lot more... A lot more feeling of being somewhere. Immersive, and it's a bit more sp- as you might say. Yes. Yeah. That that would be a word. See, this is why we have writers on. Um, <laughs> this and- whole show is written. Most people don't know that. <laughs> yes. Live. It's just poorly acted. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah our skit at the beginning was uh, so well-crafted, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> well those are those are valid picks james wait so here's my question about the so you said it's a it's the quest is standalone it's like its own thing yeah so it's got basically sort of phone uh graphics and ah. and a system on a chip in it but it's actually it's probably the graphics are better than the playstation vr oh wow um but the other thing that it can do which is what i was doing before uh, i recorded this uh you can plug it into a pc or indeed a mac booted uh into windows which is what i was doing and it functions as a a full sort of pc headset as well so i was messing around with a whole bunch of the valve steam vr stuff so it's kind of i mean it's like 500 bucks or 500 quid i don't know what the currency conversion rate is i haven't looked no one knows if only there were an app (laughs) quid is not a real thing so i just it's 500, um, you know, pe- shiny pebbles or whatever <laughs> the currency is now. and But it, it'll function as a standalone thing, which is, you know, great because you could, you, I can stand out in my hallway, which is the one space in the flat, which doesn't have crap everywhere. And you mark <laughs> out on the ground because it's got cameras and you can kind of see through and you can draw on the ground what box that is safe and then if you get up towards the walls, you get a sort of holodeck grid style thing comes up uh, to let you know that you're wow. about to walk into a wall. But yeah, it's been great fun. I, I really enjoy both of those titles. Oh, follow-up question. Yes. How sure are you that you have actually left the VR simulation right now? <laughs> <laughs> um, this situation is too crappy for, for it to be VR. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that anyone could like come up with the, this podcast. Are you telling me that people out there don't want to experience like a virtual reality version of being on a tech podcast with five middle-aged white guys? <laughs> Well, that that's your uh, rebound prime prime. Oh, where we, we, you can enter the VR simulation of, of us and sort of visit all our individual houses. And, oh my oh, god, no. no, no, we don't want that. <laughs> that's yeah. I'm canceling that benefit. Sorry, we've already got five months of the calendar marked up. We were doing a special deal where you can subscribe to Rebound Prime Prime and uh, Peacock Prime Premium with all one, <laughs> at one discounted price. So just just so listeners are aware, hmm. Guy English, do you have a pick? Last of Us Part Two is great. I, sh- oh. I won't even bother telling anybody that because I think everybody knows that. Uh, I've, speaking of VR and uh, Star Wars, I've pre-ordered Squadrons, which is looks to be a spiritual successor to the X-wing Tie Fighter games that uh, I played when I was younger, and I know Dan did too. 
So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, also, Dice by Peacock is one of the most. <laughs> we don't we don't do that kind of shilling on this program. <laughs> okay, then definitely listen to Biff. <laughs> um, that the the squadrons thing is one reason why I got the quest. And well, that's I can... what I was curious about. Because it would do so. You are is your goal to run it in boot camp using the quest then? Yeah, and I've done okay. it, and I've, I've like run a number of other things, and I want to play. There's a Half Life game, a VR game called Half Life oh, yeah, Alex. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I, have, I haven't gone as far as actually spending money, but I've downloaded a whole bunch of free stuff off the Steam store and the, the Oculus store, and it all seems to work. So, yeah, I think I should be able to play Squadrons on this uh, iMac Pro. Yeah, see, that's the thing is, like, I, I don't know if my iMac is good enough for it, and I don't want to spend that much for a VR thing, and I already bought it on the Xbox, pre-ordered on the Xbox, so... Yeah. <laughs> But I'm intrigued to know how well it works. I mean, it's on the PlayStation VR as well. I know Jason bought a VR headset uh, to play this on the PSVR, so we shall see. But I, I do want us all, all five of us in a squadron. Um, the, the rebound. <laughs> Lex uh, is going to love this. This is right up yeah. his alley. <laughs> <laughs> this show gets nerdier when we let these other guys on. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely changes the averages. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel so nerdy overall. Look at the cool cat over here that never watches any movies. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm watching so much right now. Yeah, I know you're doing good work. These Just are good the wrong picks, ones. though. I approve of all of these picks. All right, before we go, I want to know because, as we alluded to uh, earlier in the show, there are rumors about updates. the The story today suggests that 2020 updates are going to start on August 19th, which I think is bullshit. And I'm going to say that now because <laughs> I don't see, you know, tw- with, the, with the caveat that 2020 is a fucked up year and I don't really know what's going on. Anything could happen. August is not usually a time that Apple rolls out new products because it's the middle of the summer yeah. and nobody is covering this. That's why the events in September. And, these, and, these, and the rumors are saying iMac and new uh, HomePods, right? And the AirPods and, Studio. And AirPods Studio. Which yeah. I don't think, especially don't think they're going to re- release new, a new product in August. Right. Yeah. It seems like a speed bump, you know, like it, because the iMac is just, a, it's going to be the same form factor and it's just another Intel based one. And so that's, I think that's possible. Certainly. Sure. But yeah. But the other stuff, I, I would I agree. Doubt. Yeah. So AirPod Studio is what? It's like Beats style? Yeah. Over the ear headphones. Yeah. I think headphones. it's just Beats headphones painted white with yeah. an Apple logo stuck on <laughs> so the side. Right. Why are we doing that? Like, why? <laughs> Why is that a thing? Money. Why is that anticipated? But there are, <laughs> I mean, there's lots of any, money. There's a lot <laughs> of rumors about it because I think the argument is that people who don't like earbuds, they want to kind of appeal to that market. And also people who don't like, there are people who dislike the Beats sound, for lack of a better word. I think there is sort of a yeah, different... Like bass heavy kind of... Yeah, EQ. like EQ do it, yeah, or whatever. So, so I'll, I'll agree with you, Daniel, that I don't think that this April... The, sorry, this August 19th date sounds believable. The only way that I could imagine justifying it, which is admittedly dumb, is that if Apple wants to have lots and lots of stock for the holidays, announcing and releasing sometime in mid-August gives them more opportunity to ramp up their production lines better to like get things smoother, since you know they're often so supply-constrained when they have new, much-desired products. That was the only way I could wrap my head around it, but I still think there's yeah, no... Yeah, it doesn't... I mean, August 19th is a weird day. You could, you could ramp them up anyways and just not announce it to September, probably. I don't know. All true. Yeah. So one, one thing that uh, makes me a little bit uh, distrust this source is that how would they have dates for when these <laughs> things are going to be announced? They do it all, 
at their own studios they have or whatever it is like their uh, steve jobs theater how are these states going to leak what you think phil Schiller's calling up these guys and telling them like when they're thinking of using their own space like, maybe, maybe somebody hacked his twitter dms in the most recent <laughs> there's not even yeah. an event though right like probably right. in most of these cases and right. if there is there's certainly no one going to it so the third the third one down says another special event october 27th yeah That's i know I but yeah. like my point is even what an event is at this point it's not live right yeah it's all okay. pre-recorded okay. so uh, I, yeah, I agree with you. It's like, why? But they could release it literally any time then, right? Because if they don't need to book space and have people show up, which they're not going to do, it doesn't matter. They can literally release it whenever they want. I, I mean, the one thing I would say for this is like over the summer, there's been like there was supposed to be E3 in June. And because that didn't happen, all the schedules of the games companies are completely uh, skewy. Mm-hmm. So, like, we've had all these Xbox updates and, like, PlayStation updates, and they still haven't announced the price or all the products of that stuff. So I think, like, all the schedules are just messed up. And I I think there could be, you know, like, do, like, lots of little events as they have stuff ready for market. I could see it. Happen. I think that's plausible. I just so don't just, find just it, let the record show when I ghost on this episode that I was here for the appropriate amount of time. <laughs> I, I have another thing I have to do, and because nobody else will, you guys keep going as long as you want. Go three hundred minutes. I don't care. But James, we I, drove him off. We drove him off. Some people are coming to this episode because they're like, "Oh my god, it's episode three hundred. Rebound Prime is not a joke." So just go to uh, uh, prime.reboundcast.com to learn all about it because we'd love to have you. Uh, and James and Guy, thank you for doing this. Listeners, keep listening. These four smart ones are going to keep talking, but I have to go do work. <laughs> I have a day job. Lex, it's been a pleasure yes, chatting with you again. Uh, thanks you for too, letting guy. me sit in your warm seat. All yes, those times. It, it, it got weird. I, I love weird. that little Ew. warm sensation as we sit in it. Nope. <laughs> that got weird. I'm ending the show now. <laughs> thanks, Lex. <laughs> thank you. Congrats, man. Bye. The... The only thing I can think of, like, I, I would not put it past Apple to leak something in order to create some sort of news that was not, uh, you know, the fact, not about them going in front of Congress to testify about the oh, App Store. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yes. But I, this, but yeah, but much of this doesn't yeah, seem. The, the, the next bullet like point right. says a renewed expectation for an air power charging mat, a yeah. smaller air power, and, and, air power, yeah. and <laughs> Apple Glass. And I don't think Kay, any so of those that things. one. No, I don't. Yeah, I, all that I, stuff seems. I will. Bet my left nut that that does not happen. <laughs> and you know, all bets made on this show are binding. And we all know what happened to the right one. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I have a bowl of peanuts here. That's what I'm talking about. So it's, not, it's not that big of a bet. But uh, just the one to the left here. Uh, no, that's not happening. I, I had heard there were rumors a month or two ago that they, you know, were taking another crack at air power. But I kind of feel like... Yeah, maybe. Maybe, whenever. but... They're going to be extremely conservative about how they do that after last time. Yeah. yeah. The only one I feel marginally cool about is, uh, and not even the products, but the Apple Silicon coming at the end of October seems, seems to make possible. some sense because then it slips into mid-November, you know, by yeah. the time it... Whatever. And probably doesn't if ship they, until December. If they mess up December. two weeks, you're still in November, you're hitting the Christmas period. I guess back to school is never a thing anymore since our civilization collapsed. But hmm uh, so that seems like a good time of year to ship it, especially because they said before the end of the year, what are you going to do? Wait for December? Like, I mean, it may slip happen, till so. December. I'll put it that way, but I agree sure. with you that October yeah. is a likely time for them to announce it. End of October seems like a really plumb time to aim for. And then whatever you can slip a little bit. You're fine. These things are going to require big, sir. So 
you know, that that typically ships pretty late, and I think it's going to ship later this year. So, yeah, I would say they'll probably ship it the same day that they ship the these new machines. Yeah, that seems likely. Do you have something you can't talk about, James? I don't know if I've asked you that. <laughs> he couldn't talk about it if he did. <laughs> well, yeah, right. What's, how is he supposed to answer that question? <laughs> Link like, twice. Do I have something I can't talk? Well, yeah, right. if okay. you're saying, do I have pre-release Apple hardware that I'm under NDA and can't talk about? Um, I can't talk about it. Cool. <laughs> um, but I will say... I mean, I can't talk about it either. Because I don't know anything. <laughs> um, just, I mean, there's not really much to say. It's like no, I, I wasn't going to ask anything more other than if you'd had experience. I, I oh, I've had I experience, guys. So. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I, this is why my desk is currently crammed with uh, an extra monitor, keyboard, and and trackpad. Oh, okay. Got for it. reasons. Cluttered desk. No one for, knows. For reasons. Yeah. No one knows. It could be anything. He could have a Windows machine there. We don't know. Well, I do, because I just rebooted my Mac into Windows. You traitor. <laughs> well, it, you know, if there was actual games that you could get on the Macintosh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. I guess you are still in that VR simulation. <laughs> you don't consider dice rolling a game? HomePod 2 and Home, uh, HomePod Mini sort of make sense, but... Yeah, I think I, those, I mean, th- th- those things are coming eventually, for sure. Yeah. But what is a HomePod too? I mean, well, like, what what's the what was missing from the first one, other than like functionality? <laughs> Again, it's thinner. Yeah, and I mean, it could adopt some of the functionality that uh, was a TJ, like our friend who wrote in. Yes. Yeah. Well, it, right? Damn it, Lex! <laughs> I saw you rejoin, and I got confused. <laughs> He's working. He's working. Hard. My call got canceled. You guys. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, okay. I haven't figured yeah, out a way out of this episode a into a bonus episode yet either. <laughs> Oh, this is still a regular episode? Yeah. I'm leaving again. <laughs> I mean, is this regular? I wouldn't call it that. <laughs> there may be no bonus episode this week if we just go for a supersized regular episode. <laughs> Some kind of Bluetooth stack in the HomePod may be interesting. Make it look like AirPods, but... Get two of them yeah. and stick them in your ears. <laughs> <laughs> that seems likely. Pretty, that seems like a thing that could happen. If you're a Ferengi. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice. what the minis are, the, the HomePod mini. They're, those are just AirPods, then. <laughs> I see that um, the AirTags are on the list as well. That has to go in the list as the longest, like, Apple product that we have known about for the longest that has never materialized. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. whatever. I'll believe it when I see it. So as long as they charge via that power mat thing, I'm good. <laughs> we already covered it. <laughs> I missed I mean, it. You, yeah. Yeah. AirTags are not so a thing that, like, nobody's dying for AirTags. I think they'd be cool. It, especially wouldn't. not right nobody's now nobody's leaving the house we're not yeah, le- exactly. losing it's, our stuff it's a bad so. time to do it <laughs> i know like it's one of those things that would be like that is a cool i can still lose things around the house i'm okay? losing my shit pretty much every day <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> don't put air tags on your shit. yeah don't <laughs> <laughs>